Why is teacher well-being so important right now? It's not a silly question. Grab a cuppa, your notebook, and join me and my teacher friend, Aaron Johnston, as we talk about teacher well-being. I'm so blessed to have, and you'll be blessed to hear from our guest today, whose name is Aaron Johnston, or better known on Instagram as Mr. J's Learning Space. He is a husband, a father to two sweet girls, an assistant principal, a social media influencer. He's also a co-host on a podcast called The Teacher Takeaway Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited that we have found some space to do this. We are recording in the school holidays because term two kind of blew out for both of us and we didn't quite get that opportunity to sit down. So I'm just so stoked that we're getting an opportunity. Yes, and we're both well and we're rested and here we are, no more sickness. That's right. (laughs) Well, if you haven't met Aaron before, make sure you head over to his social media account and you'll, you'll get to know him pretty quickly um, through some of his videos and things. I met you, Aaron, I think it was when you were starting to do practice at the school that I, I think, I don't even think I was working there at the time when you were first there. I might have been around. No, yeah, I think you were around, but yeah. I don't think you were working at the time. I think you might have been on maternity leave or something. But um, was, yeah. yes, that was my second year of um, university um, coming to your school to do my prac with kindergarten. And that was a fun experience. Yeah. And then I liked it so much that I came back again for my final prac to do year two. Yes. And um, my husband also works at the school. So that's why I was hanging around the school just for clarity. <laughs> wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't just there. Um, but yeah, I can't, can't leave that place. I just love love working there. So, And then I've, I've seen you around in other spheres as well. We've both worked in children's ministry and um, being connected through other um, spaces like that, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, it seems like we've always just kind of been around each other and sort of, you know, connected in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm just so glad that I get to introduce you to my my people. So, I have a question for you first. It would be good for you to maybe share a little bit about yourself and your journey as a teacher. Um, You are a human first, of course, and Mm. um, maybe you can tell us a little bit about being a husband and a father as well as being a teacher. Yeah. So, um, I have grown up on the Central Coast my whole life, lucky enough, and um, I finished um, high school not really wanting to go into teaching. It wasn't really my my first um, my first choice, um, but I, it's definitely the right thing. So I, I always knew, like you were saying, I've been involved in kids' ministry for a really long time, and so I always knew I wanted to do something with kids, and I've got, you know, nieces and nephews. I always liked working with kids, and I um, had intended to do medicine. That was my, um, I did all my high school subjects in science and I was ready to go into the, I guess, down the um, road of going into medicine, like in doing paediatric medicine. And then um, really wrestled with the fact of, you know, what if there's a kid that I can't help? 
You know, what if there's a kid and I can't, I can't help them. And I, I just thought about that and I thought, I, I don't think I could handle that. So what is it that I can do where I know that every kid that I interact with, I can try and make life better for them or I can have a positive impact. And, um, yeah, that's how teaching came about. And so I yeah, went to um, uni straight out of school and, yeah, haven't looked back. So I've been teaching for this is my 14th year wow. um, of teaching and so I work in the um, public system in New South Wales and I'm currently an assistant principal teaching stage three but I've taught, you know, everything from kindergarten to year six and um, done a heap of different roles as, you know, student wellbeing and all sorts of different things. So I'm currently working, you know, um, part-time teaching on class and part-time doing coaching and mentoring um, in an industry instructional leadership kind of role in my school, which I really love. I'm being able to go into classrooms and support other teachers. And um, I am husband, like you said, so I met my wife when we were actually both in year one at the same school. So she (laughs) she moved to our school from the Blue Mountains and she was like the new kid in my class. And then we were friends all the way through primary school and high school. And it was kind of one of those things that people go, you two will end up together and we'll go, oh, no, we won't. (laughs) And then we went to university together, studied primary teaching together. And um, then we sort of, you know, both got work and didn't see each other as much. And I think that was the moment when we'd spent basically our whole lives together you know we've known each other for 30 years and then we didn't see each other anymore and sort of that's how our sort of relationship grew and now we've been married for 10 years and we've got two beautiful girls and um yeah life is life is good and we're both you know involved in our church um I'm one of the pastoral team at my church so you know heavily involved in our church community as well so good. I love that. I met my husband at uni. I haven't quite known him as long as you, but yeah, we had had the uni friendship thing going on for a long time as well. And it, it kind of just worked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's so great. And so 14 years of experience, you've got a lot to offer. You've been um, in the industry for a long time. You've seen a lot happening. Uh, what what have you noticed about teacher well-being probably in the last 10 or maybe 14 years since you've been in education? Um, it's funny because we I was having this conversation with my wife who, like we've said, is a primary school teacher as well. And I think the last 10 years, you know, um, the, the amount of work that, that teachers now do compared to when we first started is in is insane um, and the expectation on teachers. And so I think that's really brought about a real decline in teacher wellbeing to we get to the point where teachers are feeling, you know, worn out and burnt out because our our work that we do from nine to three is huge. Um, But then there's everything that we don't get, you know, crammed into those, you know, six, six hours of school that we we do because we love our job and we love the kids and we put um, the children first, which is not a bad thing at all. It's it's what teachers do and we tend to always put ourselves last. Um, and I think that's why teacher wellbeing is such a huge focus at the moment um, and it needs to be because it's such an important issue because if we don't have, um, you know, if we don't have teachers that are healthy and well, then that affects our students. And I remember my very first principal, Um, said to me, you know, the best thing you can ever give the students in your class is a healthy and happy teacher. And, um, you know, that's always stuck with me. Um, You know, it's hard to do. It really is hard to put yourself first because teachers by nature 
put everybody else first and we always feel selfish that we, you know, we think about ourselves before others. Um, but I always remember that advice, you know, it's actually the best thing I can do for my students is to be intentional about, you know, looking after myself and talk about it a lot in, um, in our own podcast about, you know, being intentional with our, with our time. Um, you know, we might not have hours and hours and hours of being able to invest in ourselves because our time is limited, but really being intentional with the time that we have, you know, and, and knowing, um, I guess what works for each individual, you know, we've, you know, you've probably heard of, you know, the love languages and a a similar kind of idea with, you know, self-care is, you know, knowing what, refuels you and re-energizes you and making time for that whether it's 10 minutes or 30 minutes Mm. in your busy week but you know you can't we can't always give ourselves hours and hours and hours of you know time for ourselves especially when you've got young kids and you've got work and all of those other things but it's just making time no matter what amount of hours or minutes it is and just being intentional going you know I need to go for a walk or I need to go and have a quiet cup of tea or coffee just Mm -hmm. on my own or I need to you know just read a chapter of a book to just have that moment um, to be intentional with myself and my own well-being Um, you know I used to look at other people and see some of the things that they do and I thought you know okay I have to you know go and um, you know sit in the sun and read a book and for me like that's just not me. Like, I don't get joy. I don't get joy from that. Like, I used to feel like, oh, that's what you have to do. But for me, like, you know, something that energizes me is catching up with, with a friend for a coffee. Yeah. You now, whereas my wife, she's the opposite. She is the kind of person that wants to just go and close the door and read a book for an hour. Um, and it's, you know, it's knowing what works for you and just making that time. Yeah. And that's so interesting that you brought that up because I, I think that it, it really is one of those things that we can't, um, write a script for it. It's something you need to discover yourself, isn't it? What, mm. what are those? You could try that. And like you said, you yeah. tried the book thing. It didn't work for you. And that's, that's part of learning about how to tend to our soul care and to our wellbeing, isn't it? About trying to, the different things and seeing what fuels us and what rests mm. us and what fills us with joy. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. And like we were saying, it's it's just trying to to make it work in whatever um, you know your week currently looks like. You know, because we teaching is you know changes all the time. You know, you've got report seasons and t- times when you know the workload is really heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still need to make time for it, whether it is like just thirty minutes. Yeah. Um, there's time where you know the workload's a bit lighter, and I I have more time to invest in myself. But it's just being intentional with whatever time I can give myself each week. Um, you know, making it a priority. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, have you ever got to a season in teaching where you thought, "That's it, I'm done. I'm exhausted. I'm overwhelmed. I feel like giving up." And if you have, what did you do? How did you stay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And I would say um, the past two years have really been mm. that season for me. Um, never really before the last years had I ever really thought, you know, teaching, you know, isn't for me. Um, but the last years have been tough and challenging. And I think um, being in a leadership role in a school, it's been even um, more of a, I think, I guess, like you were saying before, you feel that weight, 
more when you know you're trying to navigate yourself and your team and there's people looking at you to lead the way and you go, I don't know what we're doing. But um yeah, definitely I think for me, um, why did I stay? Um comes back to that that core value of why, you know, like I said, I always knew I wanted to do something where I'd have a positive impact. Um mm. On young people and that's why I stay because yeah some days it's really hard and some days you do fall in a heap and you cry and you go I can't do this but I know that what I'm doing is making a difference um and I think you know like we said the things that have helped me stay again are continuing to to recognize the season I'm in and be mindful and put myself first. Um, I find often when I get to those points, it's because I haven't looked after myself. I haven't put myself first. Um, And I think too, it's, it's having people that you can lean on, um, you know, and, and go, this is where I'm at, you know, coming home. And, you know, it's great that my wife is a teacher because I do often unload to her a lot because she gets it. Um, But if, you know, your partner isn't a teacher, just having somebody that you can have those honest conversations with, um, because, you know, when we are in front of our kids, yes, we have to keep it all together. Um, but we can't live with, I guess, that kind of mask on all the time. We have to yeah. recognize that, you know, when times are tough, that's okay. Yeah. Um, but it, for me, it always comes back to why am I doing this? And, um, you know, I know the teachers that made an influence on me as a kid, um, mm-hmm. and to be that for somebody else is, is a, is a huge motivator for me. Um, but yeah definitely have times where I think I don't know if I can do this for another 20 or 30 years like something's got to change it's tough Mm. um but you know we'll we'll see what the next season is for our education in our country yeah Um, but you know for now just keep showing up and do what we do yeah I love that that you've you know your why and that that's incredibly powerful that's that motivation isn't it that keeps you moving forward Mm, absolutely Yeah. Yeah. yeah Well, it has been a really tough start to the year. We've done two years of COVID with, you know, education all over the place, online, back in the classrooms. It's been a little bit nuts. Do you have any tips or encouragement for teachers that are listening today around how tough it's been and and what they could be doing to help themselves through this? (laughs) Uh, I think the biggest thing is someone knowing that you're not alone, that we're all feeling it. And I think that's one of the great things, I guess, being a part of our bigger community, whether it's through social media and sort of the whole teacher grant world is there's people talking honestly. So it's, it's validating to know that you're not the only person that, that feels like that. And I think that's like, you know, we're just saying the biggest thing and most important thing is to be honest, is to mm-hmm. be okay with saying, you know, times are tough. I am struggling. It's been a rough year. It's been a rough two years and we're, you know, we're still feeling, you know, fatigue from it all and and that's okay. Um, And in that too is having people around you that will support you, you know, making sure that you've got good people that you can talk honestly with about where you're at that will support you and and walk with you and, and help you along the way. And, you know, whether that's people you know, colleagues at work or family members or, you know, people, you know, reach, reaching out to, you know, people um, outside your school if, you know, you there's a network available to you to do that because um, no one gets what it's like for a teacher other than other teachers. And so, right. you know, you can talk to your partner and they can be supportive, but talking to other teachers is is a totally different thing because, like you said, they get it, they know and they go, yeah, me too. And you mm. find validation in that. You go, oh, okay. 
it's not just me. There isn't something wrong with me. Um, you know, that's really important. And I think, um, you know, reaching out for support is important. And, it, and if you need to, reaching out for professional support, you yeah. know, there's no there's no shame in that, you know. Um, I've been on that journey before too where I've had to go, you know, I've spoken to my friends but I need something more um, yeah. to help me. And that's, you know, there's no shame in that. And if you need help, you know, look at those resources available to you, you know, through your local area health network or, you know, are you okay or, you know, Lifeline and things like that, reaching out to those support services, um, you know, if that's if that's where you're at and that's what you need to do. Um, you know, I'm a big believer into the power of your self-talk. Yes. Is really important. So, you know, I try and really practice, I guess, you know, being more mindful of my, my self-talk. And, you know, the way I talk about myself and my situation um, has a huge impact on, I guess, my mindset and the way I approach my day and the way I think about my day at the end of it. So I think, um, you know, being intentional about the messages that you're speaking over yourself, yeah. um, speaking about yourself and the way you do your job, you know. Um, you know, one thing I love to do on um, my Instagram page is every Monday I share out, it's called Monday Motivation. I and, love your Monday motivations. But in all <laughs> honesty, it's my like self-pet talk for the week. Like so those, those posts are about me processing where I'm at right now and what I need to be saying to myself, if that makes yeah. sense. Yes. Um, yeah. And so for me, that's a really important thing is, you know, the power of our, our mindset. And um, one really good thing that I learned, which has helped me so much um, was, you know, I know you've talked about practicing mindfulness and it's a, it's a little meditation that um, actually went in Bible college and it's called um, hands up, hands down meditation. And so, um, you know, you go to meditate hands down is like really being mindful aware of sort of where you're feeling right now and the things that you want to let go of Mm -hmm. so you know i i'm feeling stressed or anxious and so i'm putting my hands down like i'm dropping it i'm letting it go it's that physical act of acknowledging being mindful this is where i'm at i'm letting Mm -hmm. it go and then hands up and what i want to receive I've put down my fear and my worry. I want to receive just peace mm. and calm about my situation. And for me, just that physical, I guess, activation of yeah. being mindful of where I'm at, you know, speaking it out. I am feeling fearful or worried, but I'm choosing with my hands down to drop it and to let it go yeah. and exchange that for what I want in this situation right now is I want some peace yeah. and just meditating on that. And for me, that's been a real um help helpful tool in my I guess mindset my self-talk um Mm -hmm. as a a practical little I guess prayer activation that really helps me center and focus in um my situation Mm, I love that that's a physical thing as well because Mm. often when we're self-talking and it gets into a negative we get stuck in a loop yeah, And I think doing something physical like that, like putting your hands out, dropping whatever it is that you're feeling, acknowledging it, but dropping it and letting it go. I think that that breaks that loop that, we're, you know, the self-talk that's going around and around in circles that's mm. pulling you down and gives you an opportunity to change direction with it, which, so that's really powerful. Thank you for sharing that one. No, that's okay. Hopefully, that's hopefully someone listening goes, I'm going to try that and it helps because, yeah, it's made a, a really big difference to me in my um, self-talk and my mental mindfulness because yeah. um, I think it's easy for me, for myself, my personality to get caught up in that, you know, that self-talk and just thinking and obsessing on things. Um, 
you know, and I've always had people go, I just don't think about it or let it like, let it go. And for me, this is one way that I can actually help process that Mm -hmm. letting something go. And then from that moment going, no, hang on. I've, I've, I'm letting that go all throughout my day, you know, I'm letting it go. I'm exchanging it for whatever the thing is that I want to replace it, you know, um, and I'll have little, you know, mind, um, mindful sort of alarms on my phone throughout mm. the day to just remind me, like, check in with yourself. How are you going right now? Yeah. Um, you know, to do those little, okay, I need to do a little bit of hands down, hands up again to, to help me where I'm at right now. Yeah. And I like how you're saying to keep checking throughout the day because often in our, <laughs> yes. in our days, we don't stop and you get to the end of the day and go, did I eat my lunch? Did I do this? You forget yeah. to check in and then you go, am I okay? Somebody might see you and they go, how was your day? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Mm, <laughs> Good, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because and, we're so flat chat. Yeah. And I think like you were just saying too, like we do get so busy and, and mm-hmm. I think another thing that's really helped me is setting some clear boundaries for myself. So one thing like I make myself do it every day. It's like, I have to do this. So I'm lucky enough at my school, I have either like before school or after school duties. Yep. So I make sure one break, whether it's recess or lunch, I go to the staff room, I sit down, I eat my recess or my lunch with colleagues and I don't talk classroom. Yeah. Like we talk about, oh, hey, did you watch MasterChef last night? Like mm-hmm. I need to do that because I need to have a moment where I just pause and be a person in my day yeah. when, yep, there's other things I could do, but I make myself do it because like you said, otherwise I just go, 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 go. And I don't stop. Absolutely. And it's one little thing. And I would often to get in trouble from my wife. Like you didn't eat your lunch today. I'm like, I know I didn't because <laughs> I just had this to do and this to do and this to do. Mm. Um, so just doing that, making that a habit for me has been, um, you know, another really good thing too. Yeah. And I, I loved how you were drawing on um, that need for community as well. I, I don't think we can do this alone. I think we are mm. better together with with other people, whether yeah, it's a spouse at home or you're finding connections with your staff. And I think going to the staff room and simply sitting and eating your lunch with staff members is is only going to be positively affecting your well-being. If you're having a good laugh, you're having a break from whatever's mm. just gone on in your classroom, yeah. it's going to build positive relationships. There's, there's so much benefits out of that simple, I'm actually going to stop and feed myself and it, you're feeding yourself physically, but also spiritually as well when you sit and connect with people. Yeah. Um, yeah. But even you, I think you were talking about if there's not even somebody at school reaching out to other kinds of communities that could mm. help you. Um, even I think men, like getting involved with, mentors as well I think if you can find a mentor from another school where you can just talk openly that's a really effective way as well as going I'm not alone or getting some guidance or feedback on where you're at and what you could be doing better Mm. yeah absolutely and you know I've got some great um, connections with people you know digitally who I've never actually been in the same room with them but we've connected through you know social media and things like that that are doing you know similar roles to what I'm doing in my school that I can message them and go, hey, this is where I'm at. And like you said, you know, they don't have to be physically with you, but just someone who knows where you're at and gets what you're going through and you can bounce ideas off. We can just have an honest like, ah, moment, I need to get this off my chest because Mm -hmm. sometimes doing that with your colleagues at work isn't the best thing to do and doing it with someone external, you know, that you trust and you have a relationship with is really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, social media benefits there. Mm, Get in, connect with people online, see who's teaching the same grade as you. There's just so much, so much that you can benefit from all of that. 
Um, do you have any scriptures or quotes or are you holding on to anything right now that's sort of getting you through? Are you, you shared your hands up, hands down. Is there yeah. something, anything else that you're sort of holding to at the moment? Yeah, one um, particular verse at the moment and it's again, I guess, a reflection. I'll, I'll read it to you because I just keep speaking over my life and just praying about it and, yeah. um, you know, meditating on it. It's Jeremiah 17 and it's verses 7 and 8 from the Amplified because I just love that version. Mm-hmm. So it says, blessed with spiritual security and straight away for me, mm-hmm. like, that not that what we all need right now That's in the right. crazy time that we're in? So blessed with spiritual security is the man who believes and trusts in and relies on the Lord and whose hope and confident expectation is the Lord. For he will be nourished like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear the heat when it comes but its leaves will be green and moist and it will be, and it will not be anxious and concerned in a year of drought nor stop bearing fruit. And I think based on all the things that we've talked about, Mm -hmm. for me, that's a verse that I keep speaking over my life because yeah, if there's times when, you know, it does feel like a year of drought or there does feel like there's a lot of heat, but I love that, that, um, verse because in all of those things when we put our trust and our hope in the Lord mm-hmm. um, we'll be like that tree that no matter what's going on around it, no matter what season the the world is in, that tree has something supernatural that's sustaining it and that in every season there will be fruit um, yeah. even when it's hard so that's mm-hmm. my, my sort of verse I've been really focusing on probably for a good 12 six to 12 months Um, I just keep going back to that verse because it's what I need right Mm. now but doesn't that paint such a beautiful picture of a healthy soul doesn't it that Mm. healthy interior life as you lean into God as you trust him as you rely on him and pressing into those spaces it's not just a sit back and let's hope he does stuff but there's that leaning towards that trusting stance with him Um, yeah yeah, just beautiful 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 well, I, I, I mentioned earlier um, in the little prelude that you are on a podcast, you co-host a podcast called the Teacher Takeaway Podcast, um, and you guys chat around awesome teacher topics. I often listen in. Um, do you want to share a little bit about that so that yeah. these guys can grab some tips from you guys and follow, follow along too? Yeah, so um, the Teacher Takeaway podcast has been going for just over a year now. And so it's hosted by uh, myself, James, Beck, and Alison. So we um, had the idea of starting a podcast a while back um, with the idea of really being practical. It's called Teacher Takeaway because we want um, people to listen and then obviously have something that they can take away and go, I can do that tomorrow or I can do that in my next lesson or um, I can I can do that you know, in, you know, next term or, or whatever it is. So we wanted it to be a really practical space where we can talk about, I mean, some some big things and research and theory and, and um, what's happening in education and current research, but always coming back to the practical, you know, what does it look like? Mm. Um, equipping teachers with things that, you know, ideas and strategies and things that they can implement um, yeah. in their classroom. So, yeah, we, um, we've got probably about 50 or 60 episodes now. Um, and so, yeah. yeah, they come out um, every week on a Sunday. Um, but, yeah, you can check us out on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Just search Teacher Takeaway Podcast um, and have a listen and hopefully, you know, people will get something out of it. 
Yeah. Well, I know I do. I, I love it. And I think I, I love being able to just put something on like that while I'm just doing the dinner at home, you know, prepping yeah. food and I'm, I'm just taking in and I love that it's so conversational as well. So I'm enjoying like the back and forth and um, yeah, there's always some sort of tip that I can take away and just, yeah, try out in my classroom. Or I, I love that you guys bring insight and understanding to some of the um, the things that we're doing out there in education and yeah. how, how to do that well in the classroom. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Oh, love and, it. Um, yeah, I, I love podcasts too. So drive, my drive to work um, is about 30 minutes. So I love to, you know, chuck on a podcast while I'm driving to work and mm. um, yeah, have always enjoyed listening to podcasts and um, yeah, I find those, like I said, the ones that you can listen and go, I can do that. Yeah. Uh, the ones that I enjoy the most. So yes. yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing that. <laughs> um, where else can we follow you or find you if people want to get to know you more? Yeah. So um, Facebook and Instagram, if you um, search Mr. J Learning Space, you will find me there. Um, I'm also on Twitter and TikTok if you enjoy a funny little video. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you can find me on those platforms and my inbox is always open. So I always say to you know people that have followed me, feel free to get in touch if you've got questions or I post something and you want to know more about it. Mm. Um, it's literally just me sharing, I guess, my personal journey where I'm at, but also my teaching journey, what I'm doing in my classroom and, you know, what's happening in my life. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, maybe someone will see something as well. I want it to be practical and people go, oh, I'm going to try that. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I've got a little visitor. You've got a little visitor. Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so yeah, get in touch with me. Um <laughs> get in touch with me um on the socials. I'd love to um yeah, connect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I love I love that you're you're bringing kids into this space too, <laughs> because I am a family person with my three busy boys. And I'm surprised that they haven't walked in in the background because that usually happens. <laughs> yeah, it does. It happens. It's, it's normal. It's normal. It's normal. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today, Aaron. Oh, thank you for having me. It is uh, like an honour and it's such a pleasure to be part of it. So thank you. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Thanks for listening to episode 20 of It's Not a Silly Question, a spiritual soul timeout for teachers. It was so great to have Aaron Johnson or better known on socials as Mr. J's Learning Space on the podcast today. If you enjoyed today's interview, please share it with friends or write a review. Remember, your well-being is important. Teacher wellness matters. It matters for you and your personal life and overflows into your classroom. Allow me to leave you with a quote from Greg Anderson. Wellness is the complete integration of body, mind and spirit. The realisation that everything we do, think, feel and believe has an effect on our state of well-being.